Hello, I'm Remy. This is Dakota. And this is Leveling Duo, the podcast where two friends talk about the video games that have made them what they are today. Yeah, and today I kind of figured I'd probably try to talk a little bit about The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. It is a classic. That it is. A fan favorite for a lot of people out there. For me, I played it, I think probably around like 2002, 2003. I remember uh, renting it from the local Food City here in town. I think I played very little of it, but I did try it once. And I would have been 13 years old when it came out, apparently. <laughs> yeah, it uh, came out in uh, late 1998, uh, North America. No, okay. When you played it, I would have been 13 years old. Gotcha. Which, it wasn't my first 3D game. It was actually Donkey Kong 64. I'd gotten one of the like special edition Jungle Green N64s. And then, you know, just kind of like went rented. Along with Zelda, I also got like Pokemon Stadium, Smash Brothers, the original one. But uh, with Ocarina of Time, though, I'd played other Zeldas, like Link's Awakening and A Link to the Past, which all good games really enjoyed them. But the Ocarina of Time was pretty much the one that really, I guess you can say, like made me kind of like love the series. Like I said, I didn't play much into it. My first Zelda game was probably the first Zelda game on a Game Boy. Mm-hmm. Like, but I watched people play a lot of it on YouTube now, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, speedrunning the game and, you know, just glitching it out and things of that nature have just become commonplace nowadays. I was never really, like, much into that. Uh, Neither am I. I would kind of, quote-unquote, try to, like, speedrun it to see how fast I could beat it. But I didn't, like, try to do, like, any kind of glitches or you know taking advantage of any kind of like mechanics or anything other than the fact that running backwards was faster than running forwards do you remember that book i like how to slay a demon king and tennessee steps or whatever yeah they talk about the heroes that are most popular and one of them is the speedy runner hero and they mention him running backwards a lot of places well like you know spoilers uh with zelda most games of that series, Ocarina of Time, you have Link, Princess Zelda, Ganondorf, and Link's Adventure over the land of Hyrule. Uh, this is a very classic adventure in the sense that this is the one that introduced time travel, essentially, mm-hmm. uh, because part of the game was uh, traveling to seven years into the future and then tra- uh, going back and forth, kind of altering time to suit your purposes and trying to save the kingdom. Is the premise of, like, the world ending constantly, is that the one I'm thinking of? The moon is smiling? Or uh, No, that is Majora's Mask, oh, okay, which is yeah. a, a direct sequel to Ocarina of Time. Okay. See, uh, and for those that know, uh, Ocarina of Time is the game that split the timeline. Mm-hmm. Because you have the adult timeline, child timeline, and the fallen timeline. Majora's Mask is the sequel to the game in the child timeline. Because at the end of the game, you, uh, as an adult, get sent back in time by Princess Zelda to when you're a child. So that way you can make up for the seven years you lost being the hero of time. Yeah. You decide to uh, leave to, as the kind of understanding goes in the community to find Navi because Navi took off at the end of the game, just kind of like flew out the window. (laughs) Because all you say is that uh, you're, you know, out to 
find your friend. And that's the only real person that you can think of because everyone else that you know is not lost. I recognize some of the names, not all of them. That's because the newest game has just came out and a lot of people have talked about it on YouTube. Well, I mean, like you just have like your, like again, like your classic characters, uh, Link, Zelda, Ganondorf, and just kind of like your basic concept of Legend of Zelda dungeons, bosses, and completing puzzles and going through the story. The Zelda formula. Uh, pretty much. You know, kind of like inadvertently, like in your efforts to stop Ganondorf as a child, you uh, actually help him with taking over the kingdom. A little whoopsie there. Yeah, uh, kind of a big whoopsie. <laughs> so, I don't know, I mean, like, it was a lot of fun on the N64. Uh, the system itself was kind of like odd, but the Z-targeting system was pretty revolutionary. Changed the concept for how a lot of video games got played Yeah. after that. I don't know, man. For me, it was just a lot of fun back in the day. Old memories of heading out, renting the game for the weekend, and seeing if I could beat it. I remember renting games. I remember my Nintendo 64, actually. When I, the mm-hmm. first game I ever got for it was a game called Conker's Bad Fur Day. It's one of the few M-rated games for Nintendo 64. Yeah. <laughs> I would say like it's definitely worth a play through at least once if you've never played it before. Just kind of get the experience from it. Like, for me, like, yeah, the graphics haven't aged very well. No. But I have seen uh, different clips here and there over the last couple of years about people that have been apparently working on it in the Unreal Engine. Mm-hmm. So that way it's going to, like, have a completely, like, high-def look to it. However, there is Master Quest that was released. They re-released uh, Master Quest on the GameCube, which I did get that. I'm pretty sure that they re-released... Can I tell you what Polygon says about it? Uh, yeah, go for it. Nintendo 64, Nintendo Switch Online, and 3DS. Maybe I did play some of it more than I thought. Well, I agree with you on what Polygon said there. Uh, just kind of looking through here, though, just on the quick Google search... Uh, apparently there is some rumor uh, that there's going to be like a high-def remake that's going to be released on the Switch, possibly sometime within the next year or two. That would be worth the try, as long as it looks better. I'm, I'm not all about graphics, but when it's a 3D game... My thing is that as they stand now with their model with Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, if they do a re-release of Ocarina of Time, even if they do a high-def remake, are they going to like simply keep all the mechanics as they were? Or are they going to change up some things because they have the model they do now with the Breath of the Wild concept? Remember what they done of Pokemon? Yeah. The one of the remakes was it Brilliant Diamond and Pearl? Mm-hmm. People didn't like the art work they done to change it. They changed it and it looks a bit more cartoony than it did before. Mm-hmm. I'm worried that that will happen, but it wasn't really Nintendo that done that, so it should be okay in their hands. They also remade a Zelda game, didn't they? I'm not a very big fan of the more cartoonish style for Zelda games. I'm not hating, like, Wind Waker is, like, my least favorite Zelda, Mm -hmm. but not because of gameplay. Like, I think it's a beautifully made game, as far as that goes, for the record. I don't know, it's just like, I find the game hard to look at. And there's going to be people that are probably going to hate on me for that, but I don't know, man. It just kind of gives me a headache. Skyward Sword doesn't look bad, and it's... Not as bad, no. Which, personally, like, my favorite is Twilight Princess. 
Yeah. And I really like the art style in that one. That's my favorite art style. The darker looking one. Back to Ocarina of Time, though. Like the graphics on it. Very much early 2000s polygon <laughs> type models. I could see them going like Link's Awakening with its art style. Yeah. Which I don't think you would like it, would you? I don't know. I just like I've seen uh, some test demo gameplay footage a couple of years ago of a small team, like I said, that had been working on trying to like remake the game in the Unreal Engine, and like it looked great, but it was just one of those like if they plan on redoing the entire game that way, like that was going to take like a long time, like Sky Oblivion, pretty much. Yeah, and then they'd have to legal battles with Nintendo. Exactly. If they wanted anybody to play be able to yeah if you're gonna get it it's gonna be through nintendo most likely as far as like lore goes though of course you have the ocarina of time the concept of time travel seven sages the master sword being a big one i mean yeah because uh, ocarina of time made a big deal about the master sword i think he tried to explain this to me when he was watching some of the newer gameplay on some of them mm-hmm. which i mean like if you've got any questions about like lore or like what any of it means or who any of the people are and what their importance is, feel free to ask. Well, I've watched a lot of them. I've absorbed about all I can, but with names, it'll never... You know how I'm off names. I just can't... I won't be able to remember. <laughs> I remember certain actions that things happen, but I won't remember names. I understand, man. No worries there. I have to know somebody for months before I can even remember their name. <laughs> <laughs> well, pretty much like the basic concept is that Zelda is the princess of Hyrule, Link is the hero... Ganon or Ganondorf, depending on his iteration, is the bad guy. Uh, usually trying to take over Hyrule, Link stops him, saves Zelda. That's usually the basic formula. Yeah. However, it's not always been Ganon or Ganondorf as being the main antagonist. He hasn't actually appeared until recently as uh, the main villain uh, since Twilight Princess. It's always been some other evil you know, incarnate entity. Something of the same kind of M.O. or eh. very similar name, if nothing else. Eh, pretty much. Like a shadow aspect of the same guy. Kind of. Uh, sometimes just being like, just straight up, you know, somebody else. You uh, know, no. but still like big, bad, and evil. Which one is it that had the... Um... Like Vati. Okay, that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Great minds think alike, man. I would never have got the name, but... But yeah, like, he's like a... An ancient magician that was, like, very powerful with, like, wind magic. He went bad, tried to take over the kingdom, ended up getting, like, sealed within, like, I think it was the Four Sword. But then, like, later on in another game, the seal weakens and he's released. But, like, now he's, like, some big black glob of darkness and wind and kidnaps Princess Zelda. And then it's your job to once again go save the princess. And, like, I think in that game, you actually, like, vanquish Vati. Oh, and that might explain why he hasn't popped up again. Yeah. Or blown it through, I should say. Well, there's, like, the whole concept with Demise's curse that he allegedly, you know, like, put on Link and Zelda. Bloodline of the Goddess and the Spirit of the Hero. So, like, apparently, like, that's the whole driving force behind all the games. Because, like, Demise's curse always manifests some way, somehow. And then it's up to Link to help Zelda with defeating the big bad and saving the kingdom for the, that particular iteration. It's hard to go wrong with it. Well, that's Nintendo. Like, they've definitely, like, taken the mentality of it ain't broke, don't fix it. 
Mm-mm. Like Zelda, Mario, Pokemon. Pokemon is Game Freak, and they have taken it to a whole new level when it comes to don't fix something that isn't broken. Well, true, <laughs> but like you know, I know, I know it's technically Game Freak, but I still can't help but think Nintendo. I can't see them jumping ship anytime soon. Nah, especially with a new Switch supposedly around the corner for the fourth year in a row. It'd be interesting to see what they. Uh, Decide to pump out whenever they decide to release something. I hope it's just a small update, kind of like the DS went to the 3DS. Because mm-hmm. I can't imagine the Switch being changed. I like my Switch the way it is. I saw some like concept art on uh, like what some people thought like a new model might be. Yeah. And uh, one of them was actually a folding Switch. Like, oh. like it had like a folding screen to it. Oh, goodness. I don't care for folding screens. I love the tech, but it ain't there yet, you know? Eh, well, it's come a little ways. Like, I mean, you never know, man. I've tried three folding phones and sent all of them back. You never know. You know, I mean, it'd be nice. Which, uh, another concept I saw was, uh, like, rather than having a folding screen, it was kind of like a concept of, like, the old, uh, like, DSs. Now that would be Or nice. SP, to where, like, it had, like, a dual screen. Which I was like, that's cool. Because I was like, if nothing else, that way, if you closed it up, then, like, you're, you know... Your screens were protected. I still play. Like, if I'm playing Zeldas or Pokemon or anything, I, mm. a lot of times it's still on my 2DX XL. I like the folding screen idea. Oh, trust me, man. Like, if there's one thing I'm self-conscious about when it comes to electronics is the screens. Yeah, me too. Because once I'm, I have to look at something constantly, if it's got a blemish on it, I'm upset. Well, for me, man, like, I've just got, like, shitty look. Like, I'm just bad for just dropping shit. Either, like, I'm dropping it. The perfect way to where, like, it's hitting my foot or the corner of a table or a chair. Or there just happens to be the one rock or the one pebble mm-hmm. in the floor. And my screen will land perfectly on it to where it just busts it. If I, only you had an ocarina of time to go back and not do that. Oh, yeah. If only a song <laughs> of time. <laughs> I did my best not to break anything I got, but accidents happen. I'll say that and I'll walk off of here and smash my iPad against the wall or something. That's one thing, like, talking about, like, like fragileness uh like for an n64 game and cartridge and the system like it was sturdy man oh yeah i mean like yeah like you did enough to it and like it was gonna bust but rudimentary dropping or classic you forgot that your controller was hooked up to it so you walked away and pulled it off the dresser uh-huh you might have pulled out the cord but that's all you did even if the shit hit the ground well i've had it happen and I just had the old gray model, you know? Mm-hmm. And you never noticed anything was wrong with it. The worst thing you ever have to do is readjust the cartridge and press the reset. And that's about the, as bad as it got. I've never broke my Nintendo 64. I had it until I traded it to my cousin years and years later. Still got mine. I, well, I keep it. Buys you. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm getting rid of it. I'm like, I don't know if it still works or not. Why well, get rid of it? Just hooking it up to a TV now would be a nightmare. I wouldn't look forward to that. You gotta see me fighting with the PlayStation Two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I can't, couldn't imagine that. Me and Scott spent about an hour on it. But now we were kind of get a little off track there. Quite a bit, so yes. But uh, as far as like Ocarina of Time goes, like I said, like it was really the first Zelda game that really made me kind of like fall in love with the series as like a whole, kind of like really because I'm a very much like lore based, story driven kind of gamer. Yeah. Uh, like, if you give me, like, a compelling story, like, I'll be interested and I'll play your game. That's just kind of, like, how I am. And I know, like, again, like, Legend of Zelda's kind of, like, rinse and repeat with a lot of stuff. But I've always enjoyed, like, the different iteration with, like, the retelling of the same story. They've done it well. There's not mm-hmm. much similarity when it comes to 
the mechanics a lot of times too. There's always enough change to make it different. I've enjoyed how it's evolved, but yet kept a lot of like core stuff the same to an extent. Minus the last couple of games they've released. They've shaken up the formula a little bit, which I don't hate on. No, I like the new formula. It's the ones I've actually finished. Me, I'm also kind of like a like a hack and slash kind of fan when it comes to games. DMC. Uh, well, DMC to an extent, but like I was talking about, kind of like more like Ninety Nine Nights oh, or uh, yeah. Dynasty Warriors esque type of gameplay. Nintendo released Hyrule Warriors, which is basically like a Legend of Zelda version of. Dynasty Warriors. Yeah, I remember when it came out, I I contemplated getting it, but I never played any of those games. And I knew they probably weren't for me. Like, as hack and slashy as I get is a Devil May Cry game or Bayonetta. I've been playing on it a little bit, kind of dabbling here and there. Like, it's a nice little stress relief. There's a little bit of puzzle solving here and there, but it's mainly just the hack and slash. It's fun to feel powerful. But now with Ocarina of Time, you had your combat, and again, with the Z-targeting, that made things, again, a, a game changer. You're like, you lock on, you just move around. Like, this is amazing. Every time I think of that, I think of Dark Souls. Well, I mean, your basic moves were like you get sidestep, jump, you could like kind of like barrel roll, side, dodge yep. roll, uh, and you could jump attack. You have jump attacks now, so that carried yeah. over. Like I said, man, like Ocarina of Time set a lot of standards back in the day when it came out. I wasn't even in the gaming, I don't think, that much when it came out. I wasn't hardcore, which my family couldn't really afford extra stuff like that back in the day. Like, I was lucky we had cable. <laughs> yeah. We, had, we didn't have to worry about food basics. Not too much to complain about there, but that's why I rented the games. Yeah. By the time I started playing certain games, they were hard to find, and renting was the only way to find them. Mm-hmm. If you had to pick one of the Zelda games for them to remake with the artwork we have today in the new Zelda games, the mm-hmm. style, would it be this game? Would there be another one you'd rather see? Like, I do like the idea of them doing, like, a remake of Twilight Princess, but, like, Twilight Princess, yeah, the graphics aren't, like, perfect with how they've aged, but, like, I thought it was still, like, a really good, beautiful game. It was. Uh, But as far as, like, an older game, like, something that would just definitely need to have kind of, like, a modern, like, touch given to it. Actually, I think the one that I would rather see the most would be Majora's Mask. Just because, like, the concept of the game itself and, like, where it's at, all the different masks. Like, I'm a big, like, mask, you know, person. I always thought they were pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, I think that would be, like, one really good game, which, personally, I think would be the best thing to do. Is that, like, if you had a bundle of Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, and you had them both remade, like, you know, using something like, you know, like, Unreal or, you know, Unity or something, and... Then kind of like maybe released as a bundle. I, I can't see them ever losing money for that, but I would like to I see would, it. I would gladly pay, you know, like a hundred, you know, $120 for like a, a bundle game like that. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of other people that would too. Um, I would, even if I didn't know if I'd finish them or play them all the way through. Especially if Nintendo added like some content for like some in-between like, you know, the transition from the end of Ocarina to the beginning of Majora. And with the newest game out and the subtle time hints going on in that, it would be mm-hmm. perfect timing for it, actually. True. I don't know. Like, I like, again, really like the idea of them doing, like, some, uh, like, remakes or at least uh, some high-definition 
remakes of the older games. But with the current direction that they've been going in with like Tears of the Kingdom so far, I like what they've been doing. Uh, but I'm just kind of curious to see like on how they're going to top it. Well, like what what are they going to do for, like from here? <laughs> are they going to kind of like keep that kind of like same formula and mechanics? Or are they going to, like, eventually, like, change it up again? That's just one thing I'm curious to see. If they have a third game in the same Hyrule, mm-hmm. I think people will start complaining. Maybe. Maybe not. I like what they've done. I don't mind them for not changing all of the map. Makes sense. It's the same mm-hmm. place. What will they have to change in the next one to make it seem worth it, is what I'm saying. They uh, added a whole lot of extra stuff in the new game. Um, I like it, like I said. But a third game in the same area with the same plot. Me, I'm just kind of curious if Nintendo might try to pull something along the lines of, like, this is the final Legend of Zelda. Oh, gosh. Or what if they just release a game that is just the Legend of Zelda? A retelling of the original story. You know, or, like, this is, like, the game that sets the legend. Personally, like, my, uh, like, theory is that it's actually just one big time loop. That eventually there will be a game set up that... Like, just makes all the games kind of, like, connect in a sense of it's just one big loop. The reason I kind of get that mentality is because of uh, Dragon Quest Eleven. Yeah. Spoilers. At the end of that game, you are named uh, the Legendary Luminary. And you come to find out, if you know the lore of the rest of the games, that you yourself are actually the Luminary of Legend... That's referenced in the very first game that was ever released. Oh. So technically, the 11th game in the series... Is the first. ...takes place chronologically hundreds of years before the first one ever takes place. Well, that's pretty cool. I heard about that, but I wasn't sure... I don't know, man. Like, timelines and Zelda is just a big headache when you try to, like, rationalize certain things. I mean, at first they weren't supposed to be... Timeline. They didn't know it was going to... That's what happens when you have a dedicated fan base. They will insist on having one. (laughs) Well, they just want things to make sense. Yeah. Like, I know there's other people out there that, like, enjoy a good story. And what helps make things a good story is canon. If you're the creator, then you're the one that establishes canon. That's why I like the Halo series so much. They started off with the one game, and then the canon from the books just built on it i loved it if it was just the games i don't think i would have been as into it as i am Mm. the world makes a game last Mm. and it's something to invest in even after you finish the book or the the game and that was kind of like the thing with me because like after i finished ocarina of time i was just kind of like curious into like what happened next and then i went on to play like other zeldas first i was just like you know like i thought they were like sequential games but then come to find out anything but which i found that i really liked that I liked how it was like a a retelling of a different reincarnation of Link and of Zelda and a different adventure. And then with some games, like a different land, because a lot of the Game Boy Color and Game Boy Advance games took place outside of Hyrule. Legend of the Four Swords, was that even in Hyrule? I played it. It wasn't the very popular game from what I gather. <laughs> it took place in the Minish Kingdom. Yeah. But I can't remember for sure if it's... In Hyrule or not, I want to say that it is. However, like Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons, both of those games do take place out of Hyrule. I knew um, Link's Awakening might have been out of Hyrule, but I wasn't sure how many other ones might have came that way. Now, Link's Awakening is outside of Hyrule, 
it's a wacky place. <laughs> yeah, which uh, apparently the entire game is actually no more than a dream. Oh, like, he awakens at the end, I'm sure. Hence Link's Awakening. Yeah. Okay, well now I'll get some sense out of that. That particular Link is actually very well adventured compared to some of his other uh, counterparts. So he fell asleep and having this wild dream right after he had already taken down like a Ganondorf or something. Pretty much. Okay. You're a high-level D&D character popped into a low-level campaign. Because I might be wrong, but I believe that the Link in Link's Awakening is the same Link from A Link to the Past. Oh. And I also believe that he is also the same Link that travels uh, to the lands in Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons. So he's technically a Link that's actually like been in four different games. Well, see, I did not know that. Which I could be wrong. I mean, even if you I are, I'll believe it until right. someone tells me otherwise. Well, I'll just have to do a fact check on the, you know, good old official Nintendo timeline that they've released like three times and revised. Yeah, they like doing that. They have to if they want to make different games. In a nutshell, like Ocarina of Time is kind of like, it's not only the game that really made me like love the Zelda series, but it's really the game that kind of like got me into a love of gaming in general. That's like, a big deal. <laughs> like, I mean, like, I'd played video games before, you know, as entertainment, but had never really, like, put, like, a lot of, like, thought or focus into video games. But after Ocarina of Time, that changed. And I started, like, you know, I guess you can say, like, Ocarina of Time made me a bigger nerd because I really liked the game. And I'd say, like, full-on nerd, like, started watching, like, more, like, cartoons, anime, looking at more video games, you know, sort of buying, like, trading cards. Back in the day, at first it was Pokemon, then Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic, you know, pretty much dabbled dabbled in all the standard uh, nerdy stuff back in the day. Still do, some of it, but stuff's expensive, and for you listeners out there, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, my first anime was Sailor Moon. Mine was... I guess technically anime would have been Dragon Ball Z. Really? Well, I mean, I'm not surprised. I'm just that's a pretty good one to start off on. Well, I was trying to think because, like, I did like I mean, I watched Sailor Moon back in the day too because it was just something that came on in the same block on Cartoon Network because it was like it, Voltron, Thundercats, Dragon Ball Z, Thundercats. I watched Thundercats too. But I, I don't just, know what's considered anime back then. Sailor Moon was about the most. Um, well, I mean, I know for sure Dragon Ball Z was and Sailor Moon was, but I watched Dragon Ball Z first because yeah. I wasn't, like, huge on Sailor Moon, but then I got bored. I was just like, I'm tired of watching reruns. I need something new to watch. Pirates of Dark Water. I don't think that's an anime, but I watched it. Now, that was a straight-up a cartoon that was made to promote a toy line oh, that failed. You told me that, didn't you? I believe I may have. Yeah. But now, I did like that show a lot. Unfortunately... The toy line failed, so the show got canceled. Which, we, that was an interesting concept, which probably... That was a carryover could, from the 80s, wasn't it? The make a toy line and then a cartoon to go with it. Pretty much. Which, a lot of, you know, cartoons nowadays, like, you know, He-Man? Yep. That was a cartoon that was made to promote a toy line. Huh. And you had the Dungeons & Dragons cartoon. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, like, it was done to promote Dungeons & Dragons, which was a... Uh, Considered like a children's game. You look up D&D on a GIF or GIF search engine now, and it's usually just that cartoon's DM staring at you before you see anything else. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, like to sum it up though, guys, like I love playing Ocarina of Time back in the day. And if you've never given it a try, if you want to play a Zelda game, definitely recommend it, man. 
there's a many to choose from. If I can find some that is a reasonable price, I will add them to the 3DS version or whatever gotcha. to our description of this episode. It'll be an Amazon affiliate link. Mm-hmm. If you buy it, we'll get a little kickback from it. I was going to say, if anything, like list all the Zelda games. Oh, good Lord, Dakota. The description. I have a, <laughs> I have a character limit. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> That's why I try to, at least the ones we mentioned, the ones that aren't like $200, I will add to those. Gotcha. I try not to add anything that is, I feel like you would be cheated out because you can find it at cheaper places. So, thank you, Dakota, for talking about Zelda. I always like learning a little bit more about it. Uh, no problem, man. Like I said, too, if you ever have any questions or anything like that about any of the games or lore, like I'm no expert, but happy to share what I know. And if you would like to be part of the conversation, we have a Twitter called Gruesome Gaming G. I guess it's called X now. They changed the name. Elon did. But you could find us at Gruesome Gaming G. Send us a tweet. Or let us know something, however you want to do it. Mm-hmm. Have a TikTok and all that under the same name if you want to hunt that up. Yeah, we'd like to hear from you guys, especially if comments, questions, concerns, corrections. Especially corrections. <laughs> I don't mind hearing corrections either. I make a lot of mistakes. I was thinking about some of the Pokemon discussion and how I got it wrong. Yeah, it's all good, man. But I'm haunted by it. <laughs> I'm one of those people that think about my past mistakes like that. And also we have a, a YouTube channel. If we ever get any important stuff up there you can yeah. follow it just to get clips of the stuff we talk about my sister and i do a, another podcast called brother knows quest it's a podcast where i take a random tabletop role-playing game off of my shelf down to her house and tell her about the setting maybe about some of the rules and see if she'd ever want to play it she gives me a yes or no or tells me what she thinks of it we had a crossover episode of dakota here the other day you could find it on mm-hmm. our feed for any of the podcasts really yeah, just a little 5th edition crossover there. We like to play these games if we get a chance. And me and her also do another podcast called Horrific History and Hauntings. It's where she tells me, well, horrific history things. Usually some story about a particular person or a place, something that's happened. And, I mean, it's usually just a good story. Historical facts is the best we can have them. Sometimes it leads to hauntings. Hauntings are popping up less often than we thought they would. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But it's still a fun story, and there's a few actual things about hauntings. You can find all these episodes in the description below. It'll take you to a website where all of our podcasts show up. You can just click on the ones you like. Leave a review if you have a podcast player like Apple Podcasts. It would help us out some. I don't think we've had any reviews because I forget to ever say that. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys. And, you know, like if there's anything we can do to try to improve, do better, you know, like, you know, really improve the experience for you guys, the audience, let us know. All we ask is just, you know, be respectful of one another and no trolls, guys. We understand the funds for it, but we prefer not to see any trolls out there. Yeah, we don't want our community to be a hateful bunch. I've been Ramey. This has been Dakota. Thank you for listening to Leveling Duo. Logging off. Logging off.